everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, this is not a spoiler-free podcast, so there could be things that get said that come up in the future of the show because it's not spoiler-free. Mm-hmm. That's right. Fish really gave us the important theme music. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, I am Melissa, and I'm here with my accentuated co-host, Fish. Fish. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm good today. Um, I mean, less gaseous than yesterday. Yep. Uh, when we... For us, it was yesterday for you. It might yeah. have been a week ago. <laughs> yes. We... Uh, we're doing some double duty uh, podcasting. Yeah, some travel coming up for me soon. Yeah. So we're trying not to get behind. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're accentuated. You're good. Not as gaseous. Not as gaseous. More accentuated. Um, Got a body. I have a body. That's great. And uh, yeah, things are, things are going good. All right. Well. What are we talking about today, you may ask? We're talking about season four, episode eight, The Last Thanksgiving. This one originally aired November 28th, 2001, probably about a week after Thanksgiving that year, such is life. <laughs> uh, it was written by Josh Rhymes and directed by David Petrarca. Haven't seen the, that name come up too much. All right, here's the episode description. A big fact uh, a big Thanksgiving dinner at the gal's apartment ends up being more than a little uncomfortable for everyone when Ben brings Lauren. Lisa Edelstein. Also, uh, along as has his date. The only one not there is Noel, whose defensive behavior ruins plans for a holiday dinner with his brother. Instead, Noel finds himself sharing a hotel room with a woman he met in a bar. Yep. Okay. Yes, he does. Briefly. Briefly shares the room <laughs> and then spends a lot more time in it alone. Um, so, Fish, let's just start from the beginning like we've been wont to do. I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah. I had really upbeat music and us coming in on Felicity doing more angry painting or perhaps frustrated painting. I mean, she didn't seem, it wasn't sad painting. It was more, it was more active. Okay. She was getting some energy out is what she was doing. Yeah. Uh, but she's interrupted by the phone ringing. She is. And I was worried at this point. Okay. Not gonna lie. She gets a phone call from Megan. Absolutely love her hair. She is um she's boiling something uh. on the stove. And if we all remember how I felt about the last time she uh she decided to cast a spell. So maybe you were having flashbacks to the force. Yes. Yeah. I I was worried. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I was like, oh, no, if this is the reason they get back together and there's nothing else, I am going to throw a fit, uh -huh. a literal fit. 
Um, but you know, this is what she's doing. She is she's cooking something up. She's got a spell in mind. She's got a big black candle lit. She's going to get Felicity and Ben back together. And she just wants Felicity to know. Yeah, she's got some unicorn root going. She's brewing something up. This is the spell she used for the Spice Girls. So that's good news. Right. So Felicity points out the obvious issue with that, which is they never did really <laughs> get back together. Hey, look, we can still say yet. Yeah. It may happen. Hey, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do you? Do you, Melissa? Gosh, that song was so big. <laughs> it really was. I it fully was. admit I never actually saw Spice World. Um, oh. But I feel like at some point, you know, it's it's one of those movies that I should get to just because it was a moment in time. Uh, never saw Crossroads. And actually a moment. Like, I think, I think if you look at the actual amount of time they were together performing it was like <laughs> less than two years yeah and you know just enduring it's a and, it's ridiculous yeah like how how could well, that be it's not even so much for the music because you don't hear that anymore it was just the phenomenon of the spice girls their names. I mean, they yeah. still get invited to do reality TV shows. Wow. And people, of course, are following Posh and uh, Beckham. And I don't know, it, it was, it just, it's forever. It is. Is it definitely not that the music is still like, if you if you if you talked to somebody who's like 20 right now and you were like so tell me what i want would they know how to finish that i don't know i feel like it's one of those questions like where is usher at seven o'clock right it's i feel like people don't know that anymore okay i don't think i knew it then oh He's yep. in a drop top. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I, but I do feel like generally speaking, if someone was 20, they could pick out a picture of the Spice Girls okay. and all might right. be able to name quite a few of them. Maybe yeah. not all of them. I feel like Ginger's kind of a giveaway. Um, you know yeah okay very interesting well we could probably go off on this tangent for a while but we're going to come okay. right right back um because sean is going to come into the room that megan is in which is the loft kitchen mm -hmm. and he is going to be holding the most giant turkey ever yeah um and I, I enjoyed tracking how easily Megan was able to carry this turkey. It is clearly not a real turkey because uh, she's just like carrying it with six other things, you know, and bags in her arms just oh. as one of them. And I'm like, mm, 
that's probably a what 340 pound turkey you've got or there a two pound turkey depending on how you look at props exactly um not a real turkey yeah what i find so interesting is how adept and nimble they were with thanksgiving plans like a day before thanksgiving I know. They were like, nobody has any plans. Um, cool well, let's just make it happen. Um, yeah so megan's thinking like let's okay you you're holding food sean let's do thanksgiving and then megan's on the phone with felicity so she's inviting felicity to replace sean's like hey 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 this is ben's place okay know your know your role <laughs> and then megan's like Oh, right, right, right. Okay, we still need to make this work. So, okay, we'll do it at Felicity's because, you know, our oven's broken anyway. So the whole thing I just said doesn't even work. Yeah, because Yeah. he um, he melted some shoes in there. Oops. Yep. That's how that But works. that smelled great. Yeah, uh, some sort of Schmegen invention, possibly. I don't know. Well, I think Um, he was probably just trying to dry his shoes. No one that else could has be ever it done too. that. I've done that. Uh, I haven't. I, I have not actually melted my shoes, but I, I have um, dried them. Seems like I mean, th this is what ovens are for, right? Storing stuff, as we know from Gilmore Girls, and um, and drying slash melting your shoes. I mean, I feel like the melting or drying of your shoes, I feel like doesn't wouldn't that release chemicals into the oven somehow that Oh, you yeah. don't want in your food? Absolutely. Okay, great news. Uh, this is a really fun PSA. I don't know if you're now, listeners, I don't know if you're now for or against shoes in the oven, but I'm here to say maybe don't. And I'm I'm here here to say to it works say great. it's totally natural. Hey, I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, okay. Proof positive. Look, I, I think as long as you don't melt it, it's probably fine. Okay. Look, for everyone who ever reuses plastic bottles, I mean, that's supposed to be really terrible. And yet I still do that. And again, not dead. Hey, look, the more you know, uh, so all the things you're learning today from us. Um, so Felicity agrees to take on making an entire Thanksgiving dinner uh, or just Of course hosting she does. it or be I think part host, of it. I don't know yeah, I think what just they're doing. having it at her house. Yeah. But of course she says yes, because Yeah. when has she ever, So no. Okay. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so... Megan and Felicity are wrapping up their conversation and are totally occupied with each other, which is unfortunately why Sean is given the freedom to taste what Megan is cooking, which is unicorn root <laughs> and potion. yeah i mean she tells him not to drink it it doesn't seem like he's gonna fall in love with anyone else um it seems Yeah. like it was fine Yeah. So now we're going to get, uh, you know, this is this is what's happening for Noel this episode. Okay, so Ryan's back. he is and i didn't remember his name at first uh or that I mean, I figured out from the context that he was Noel's brother, but I had, like, I knew he had Didn't been on remember the show the before. season one stuff. I just didn't remember whose brother he was. Oh. But then I saw Noel and I was like, well, it's gotta be Noel. Yeah. So <laughs> we Yeah. had this nice fall scene and I will say 
10 out of 10 for decorations and scenery in this episode. Yeah. Loved it. Okay. We got the trees have turned and Ryan is, you know, parallel parking. And I just, I don't know, as much as this goes awry, I think it makes complete sense that Noel needed to have some family around. Like he needed somebody. Yeah. Um, so I think it was nice that that Ryan comes out. I so I'm trying to figure out did Ryan come out because Noel asked him to, or did Ryan come out because Noel has been MIA, his mom's been trying to call him, he's not calling her back, and so he just like took it upon himself to come out. I have a, I mean, I don't think that's answered in the episode, but I have a okay. feeling that Ryan was the one who decided to who come. initiated it. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't actually answered in the episode you're saying. Okay. I, did, I don't remember it being. Yeah. Neither of us seem to have definitive answer on that. So it, you know, it could go either way with this, but Ryan is like pretty, um, pretty assertive about you know his requests of Noel in this episode and so I think he like Noel has dropped off the face of the earth according to his family I think is what's happening um and so, for anyone who has families like this you know when you drop off the face of the earth like don't pick up your cell phone for a couple of days imagine that um you know I have a family like this I have a mother like this uh she freaks out and she calls everyone and then i get these text messages that say things like if you do not respond in like the next 24 hours i will call the police Uh so i can understand ryan showing up and saying no look mom's worried you gotta call her yeah like you have to because she's bugging me okay okay yeah. Um, also worth noting that after Ryan parks the car, uh, well, I get yeah. So uh, of the things to note from this scene, Ryan saying "call mom," he's like, "How's the new graphics job?" <laughs> right. You know, we're getting all of it out there. And then uh, they look at the signs for the parking, and there's so many signs with so many instructions. <laughs> and Nils like, I don't know, this is probably fine. Just park here. It's it's cool. I mean, honestly, on Thanksgiving, I really don't think there are cops out who are going to give you a ticket. But apparently, there was one. Yeah, was- and it happened. But I think what's important to note that Noel is lying about the fact that he still has the job and yeah, for a minute he is um and i so. didn't realize till a little later but ryan also doesn't know anything about felicity like totally in the dark about what's going on with noel yeah i mean i guess and it makes sense right it, it seems as though it has it's it seems like this isn't an issue of they've been talking and noel's been withholding information it seems like this is an issue of noel hasn't been talking with ryan yeah or anybody. and I guess I got the feeling at first that Ryan came out because he'd heard about Felicity. Oh. And so when Noel lies about the job, I'm like, okay, but Ryan's here to support him about Felicity. And then later I realized, oh, he he Ryan didn't know, know anything. Dang, yeah. Ryan Ryan's being caught up on this plot just like everybody else. Um yeah. 
So, also have to say we have a nice uh, reprise of Noel's fantastic brown leather jacket. This is the leather jacket episode. Um, just about everyone wears a leather jacket at some point, and they're all fantastic. Wow. Okay. Great news. But not so, everyone. Sean wears a pilgrim's hat. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very mm-hmm. true. We're going to go to the loft. Uh, Sean and Megan are kind of getting into it. Sean's like, Ben's going to say no. Uh, Megan's like, nope. No, I'll make him say yes. She says, uh, so she's going to invite Ben to Thanksgiving. Ben, do you want to come to Thanksgiving? Ben's like, sure. <laughs> Sean's like, no details. Oh. Okay, a little bit more complicated than that. Thanks, though, for trying. It's at Felicity's. Right. And Ben comes out in a Dean and DeLuca shirt. So I'm looking at this thinking, is he still working at Dean and DeLuca? Oh, that's got to be awkward. Yeah. And um, we will see that a bit later. And please remember that all of this is happening while Sean is wearing a slightly too small for his head pilgrim hat yeah yeah it made me happy well ben here's where this event is going to be and he's like you know what um i'm i'm gonna see my dad that's what i'm gonna do instead gonna go to the hospital yeah that's a good backup plan that's a good reason not to be there yeah um Okay, so now Ryan and Noel enter the loft with all these other people still in it, except then Ben leaves. And it's just, there's just a lot of, at the beginning of this episode, I think the instructions for Scott Speedman were Ben blows into and out of every room. Yeah, he, but he's been doing that for a while. I mean, he's been kind of not talking and leaving places. Mm -hmm. I feel like this has been a thing. Yeah. So there's a really weird energy when Ben walks out and yes. Ryan competing, notices it. Yes. In a competing leather jacket. Oh which my he puts God. on over top the Dina Julka shirt. I think he puts it on at that point. He ha- he has a black one and Noel has a brown one. Wow. And so Sean, who apparently is on Ben's side and was shaking his head at Noel at the last episode is now going to invite both Noel and Ryan to Thanksgiving at Felicity's place. Which kind of makes Megan drop her mouth open just a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, and Ryan, but Noel's like, and Ryan kind of seems like, yeah, I'm into it. Noel's like, no, we have plans. Ye Waverly in. I have dreams about it sometimes. No, no, that was pressure. Um, that was like one of my favorite things ever, by the way. Yeah. Um, Ye Waverly in. Ye, no, Ye Waverly in. I have dreams about it. Oh my god. Um, what a great moment. Anyway, that's not from this episode though. In this episode, Ryan does seem into it. Noel says, "No, we have plans." Sean's like, "Ah, oh, well, that's that's too bad." We were going to invite you. And Megan is clearly not okay with them coming because she is going to be casting a spell to get uh, Felicity and Ben together. You know, I am at this point wondering how she is going to get Ben and or Felicity to drink said potion. This question never is answered, but Mm -hmm. these are the things I think about. 
Yeah, you're looking for logistics. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go to Dean and DeLuca. Uh, Javier is talking about how he and Samuel, they fight all the time. So Javier took mommy mm-hmm. and he left the house. This delights me. I mean, not the fact that he fought with Samuel, but the fact that we get mommy for a good part of this whole episode, uh-huh. just it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cat cameos here. Yes. Um, Heck, mommy speaks on cue mm-hmm. on a number of occasions. Yes. So it's more than a cat cameo, really. And and Javier knows what mommy's thinking, what mommy wants, you know, when she's giving him the cold shoulder. Um, so it's nice to get that that interpretation uh, through Javier because the rest of us, I mean, we don't know. Yeah. So Felicity's yeah. going to invite both Javier and mommy to Thanksgiving yeah. because, you know, they're not going to be home with Samuel. Yeah. And part of the reason for this is that this fight was about whether or not raisins should be in stuffing. And Javier strongly believes that raisins should be in stuffing. And Felicity is okay with him having raisins in his stuffing at her Thanksgiving. Melissa, are you okay with raisins and stuffing? Really never thought about it before, but I'm sure I it would be either. fine. You know, I'm not a big raisin fan, but I don't mind golden raisins. So I feel like that's probably let's compromise. That's probably what they are, right? I mean, I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. Look, I like raisins. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with raisins and stuffing. Where I struggle is celery. Oh. I like celery. And I understand that celery is a common ingredient in stuffing, which is dangerous for me because it's kind of gives me like a, this, the, the flavor is so strong to me and so nasty that it gives me almost like a gag reflex. And totally. um, the only thought of celery is having a flavor. That is what I hear from people who don't have this <laughs> issue. Uh, apparently there are a lot of people out there who think celery tastes like just nothing. nothing. Yeah. Like um, water. I'm here to say celery has a really, really strong, very (laughs) obnoxious flavor that might give one a gag reflex. And the only way that it cannot is pretty much like if it's in a soup and it's like the flavor is completely boiled out of it. Um, And I was just going to say the only time that I've really noticed the flavor is in a celery soup, but the soup was well, I'm not like talking 100% about hundred percent celery. Celery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm under no circumstances do I think I would survive an entirely <laughs> celery soup. Um, but yeah. like, if it's an ingredient in some sort of other broth soup, then maybe I can manage it. But if it's if it's like raw celery, get it out of my face, okay? Not even get with it. like peanut butter and raisins. Ants nope. on a log. Nope, people make it sound like that's so great, but it is the devil. Um, huh. It's not. I'm learning things about you that I didn't know. Does anybody else have this affliction? Like, I understand that there is a very large percentage of the population that thinks celery tastes like nothing, and then maybe yeah. there's like a per small, infinitesimal percentage of people like me who's like, "Is that celery?" And it's three rooms down. Like, hey, put the call out. Find your people. I mean, I don't know if it's sort of a cilantro thing 
where like some people are really sensitive and some people aren't. Um, but I'm here to say, I don't think it has much of a flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you wash it well, and don't get me started on melons. Okay. Anyway, that's true. Um, (laughs) any, anyway, so, okay. Raisins in the stuffing. All right. So now Ben arrives here at Dean and DeLuca and he's going to blow past Felicity and Javier. He's not going to say hello. Like, Hey, he's like, he's, he's like, uh, there's like, you know, wind going at his back. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's what's happening here. So Felicity's like, okie doke. So she follows him into the storage room, obviously. Um, because that was the signal he was giving. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I see how she interpreted that from his initial entry. Yeah, incorrectly. Oh my goodness. So yeah, she's gonna say she doesn't exact does she directly ask him to come to Thanksgiving? She's sort of like, you shouldn't be alone on the holiday. Yeah. Who said I'm gonna be alone? Oh snap. Right. Ben uh, is is <laughs> is uh I don't know. Ben's got like real I'm getting back at you energy energy yeah all episode and i guess i believe it yeah i think he'd be around about here emotionally right now after Mm -hmm. you know however much time he just spent in the land of sullen looking down can't speak at all now he's got some words (laughs) and And some actions and they're gonna be clipped (laughs) yes and they're gonna be pointed for effect mm-hmm. at all times. Um, and yet most of the time he does end up kind of softening them. So he's like, he's, you know, I won't, I, who says I'm going to be alone? And yeah, she does kind of, it seems like she thinks he means she's going to be with a girl or something. And he does clarify that he's going to be with his dad. And you see this relief. Felicity's like, oh, right, okay, that makes complete sense. It is an interesting observation that, like, he's saying his first, I don't know if you want to call it an instinct or that's just emotionally where he's at, like, his first reaction in almost every piece of dialogue he has is to say something short-clipped and hurtful, because he wants to be short-clipped and hurtful. And then he sees the impact of it, and he's like, I'm not this awful a guy, like, I'm sorry, oops. Um, he's like he's walks even... it back just a little almost every time yeah and I don't even know if he's thinking about himself I think he sees her face or her and he's like I don't want that to happen and um, and for Felicity's part I think like her direction in this episode almost like universally across the whole episode is you're going to sit there and you're going to take the pummeling and it's going to yeah. show on your face. And because it shows on your face, it's going to get softened and you're Pretty still going to feel like crap and you kind of deserve it. Yeah. hundred percent. That is. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. get these weird, I, I don't know how to interpret them exactly, but we're still getting Ben the camera is coming and giving us these close-up shots of Ben's face as he's looking at Felicity 
like when she turns around and leaves or across a room. And so she turns around to leave and we see this look and I, I don't, I don't know. I kind of said sad uncertainty, but it didn't quite seem sad, but it, I don't know. It, it felt like he was feeling or thinking something, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is. Okay. Seems fair. I don't know either, but what we've heard him confirm for more than one person now is that he's going to see his dad Yep. on Thanksgiving. So that's the move. Yes. Even though John Ritter is not in this episode. No, no, he's not. We will see John Ritter again. Um, Just not, not in the episode where he was being used as an excuse. Right. Um, Although like having said that, Ben does in fact go to see his dad. We just don't get to see that. Yes. So we are going to go to my favorite part of this episode. Surely everybody is. I don't know. Um, I I am. I want to hear your take on all of the Trevor Elena stuff. I guess we'll just I, like because I don't know said that this I have was like a big lump of stuff to say at all all at one time. I think all, you know. We'll, no, but we'll as kind we of, go, yeah, as we go, because um, it's you said that this was your least favorite episode of Trevor, probably, and I would like to know why. Okay, yeah. Well, so because we're going to start here. I had a different reaction. You had a different reaction. Okay, so Elena and Trevor, we're gonna we're gonna set up the point of their scenes in this first scene so lena and trevor are together trevor sighs while elena works on a med school application and elena's like hey you're you're sighing a lot uh i'm trying to do an application here uh maybe well maybe what's up with the sign because seriously um so trevor is going to explain the conflict he says that he is struggling with english one it's the second time he's taken it. He's reading a book right now, but he's not reading the book. He's reading the Cliff's notes of the book, and still, it's just so hard. Why can't they make these Cliff's notes more simple? Yeah, I mean, we do find this out later. They're having them read War and Peace in English one. I mean, the Cliff's notes version of that is probably like 250 pages so i mean i i've read war and peace i very much enjoy russian literature but i can understand his point there are very long russian names that all sound exactly the same i mean good luck spelling any name that that tolstoy or dostoevsky or frankly chekhov ever wrote um the only thing I really, I mean, I didn't particularly love the, it's not my fault. Why is college so hard? This should be like the best time of our lives. Yeah, that was a little whiny, but I didn't find it to be the worst thing in the world. I mean, and uh, for what it's worth, seemed in character. I mean, this is a guy who the very first episode we met him in went to two different pub nights. One which he stole a beaker from a classroom mm-hmm. So that Elena would have something to drink out of. So this is this guy's mission statement. He wants fun, not English one. 
He wants fun, <laughs> not English one. He okay. Um, uh, Megan yeah. arrives, and I enjoy this line. She walks in and she sees uh, Elena and Trev sitting there, and she's like, "Isn't this Tacky and Gammy's room?" Tammy and Gabby. I know, but she gave them names. I thought she just said Tammy and Gabby. I thought she said Tacky and Gammy because she was being like snide about it. I don't think so. All right, we're gonna have to go back and listen to that. Okay. Um, but yeah. the point is, they're away, so they're we don't in have Florida. to deal with them. We don't have to worry about those two. Um, they are not going to be part of Thanksgiving because, frankly, who needed that? Yeah, not at all. Nobody. Um, so Megan informs Elena that they're having Thanksgiving there at Elena's apartment, and she invites Elena, mm-hmm. whose apartment, apartment it is, and Trevor because that seems obvious to Megan. Well, he's there, yeah. and you know, Elena seems to like him. So and, you know, he seems to be hanging around Elena a lot. So yeah. and and Ben for that matter. So you know, I mean, they're uh, cas- casually kissing. So you know, I kind of figure Megan would have met. Uh, Megan would have seen Trevor at the Halloween party, which was not Trevor's finest moment. Correct, but. I mean, maybe Ben would have brought him by working on some kind. I don't know. She's probably seen Trevor around these Felicity streets. Yeah. Um, I I think he's he's been around. Yeah. And so it seems obvious to invite him. Yeah. But it, it creates an awkward moment of Elena having to say, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you should come. Not really seeming to mean it. And, you know, Trev just being kind of laid back and is like, all right, I'll come. Gives her a little kiss, heads out. He's going to go find the Cliff's Notes for the Cliff's Notes. Which, honestly, again, for War and Peace, they're probably still like a good 100 pages. Okay. So Elena now goes back to Megan and she's like, why? Why would you do that? Why? Yeah. Why? Exactly Why like did you that. invite him? And Megan's just like, wait a minute. Like, I thought I was being nice. Like, did you not want him to come? Elena's like, I don't know. He's just, he's not smart. Yeah. Yeah. At which point, Megan's, Megan's got the answer. She's like, ah, yes. I have encountered this before. I have a solution. Give him the test. She has devised a test. This isn't exactly a solution. Elena has already decided he's not smart. Um, She hasn't. Tool is a diagnostic tool. Yeah. I mean, she's, she, maybe in her heart of hearts, she already thinks this, but she does say it as a question. She's always saying like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and okay. so she Megan's needs like a diagnostic tool. Yeah, okay. at least the way she's framing it to Megan, All it does right. seem like this is the appropriate um, next step. Yeah, so Megan's gonna say, take, give him the test, and Lee is initially like, no, I'm not gonna. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah. Like, well, maybe, maybe you're onto something there. Um, so let's head over to the hospital. Lauren and Ben are coming out of his dad's room because he's doing so much better. It's such great news. Oh my God. Yeah. This is so exciting. Ben's like, Hey, it is a whole day later than the last scene. (laughs) Um, and, or I don't know, maybe that was supposed to be Thanksgiving day. At some point we advanced a day in this episode it is now thanksgiving so ben's like hey in the spirit of thanksgiving i just wanted to say to you lauren i wanted to say thank you not just for being here today but just for being here for coming here makes it all easier she's like oh I mean, yeah it gives her a smile but i wouldn't say it's a felicity smile okay but we do get a smile out of him and then lauren agrees she's like yeah yeah it's easier with you um and then ben says Want to get some cafeteria food? (laughs) And Lauren is going to reject this. She is going to reminisce about her big family Thanksgivings. And that is what she really wants. She wants a big family Thanksgiving. And so she is going to ask Ben, don't you have some sort of big, you know, Thanksgiving party you could go to? Like invite me somewhere. Yeah. Please. Ben's like, meh, I mean, I do, but I'm not going to go. It's going to be real weird. Yep. Not going to say, oh, come on, let's go. Let's go. I mean, unless it's going to be too weird. Let's go. Um, Yeah. Ben has to say at this point, look, it's it's at my ex's place. Yeah. And at which point Lauren backs off. She's like, you know, all right, if that's going to be weird. But then Ben turns around and is like, Hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah, you and me. Let's go to my ex's. That's a good idea for Thanksgiving. Let's do it. Good good thing you had it. Yeah. So, well, this is going to be fun. So now we're going to go over to (laughs) Ryan and Noel. They've just gotten coffee. They've worked out some reservations for that evening for Yee Waverly Inn. (laughs) He has dreams about, no, they're going somewhere else, but that's fine. Uh, this is where so ryan's gonna start to get the real scoop yes and noel's kind of casual about all the shattering news that he drops yeah he's just sitting there and he's just like yeah you know actually i got fired from the job last week yeah you know how it goes ah totally casual and ryan's like yeah as old as time yeah ryan's like dude are you okay like aren't like this is not casual what's going on yeah it's really tense at your place like there's more to this story yeah well it's just it's just because like i slept with felicity it's fine Ryan's like, you're getting back together. He's like, well, no, because she was with Ben at the time. So it's weird. (laughs) It's weird. And Ryan is just shaking his head at this point. Um, He's like looking down. He's like, oh, my God. Uh, Look, I know you're in love with Felicity, uh, but you are not making the smartest decisions right now. You know, brother? And this is... uh, it's tough love that Noel does not want to hear. 
Correct. And it's not what he wanted to hear, which is why he dropped the information so casually to begin with. So he's like, Noel's bristling at Ryan's reaction. He's like, I just, you know, kind of wanted somebody to be on my side here. Um, and then he just gets up and leaves. He goes for a walk. Yeah. Does not come back. No. <laughs> for the record. Just just leaves. He's like, I'll, I'll see you at the restaurant. Yeah. At night. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a what long the? walk. Yeah. So um, it, that's tense because Noel needs somebody else to be tense with. Good good times. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go back to the ladies' apartment. Where, where there are so many decorations. There's oh. decorations on the wall. There's decorations hanging. Yeah. There's decorations on the table. They're putting the decorations together. I mean, it's fantastic. It This whole thing. I mean, of course, this whole series of scenes wreaked havoc with my notes, but decorations, 10 out of 10. Yeah. And it probably wreaked havoc on your notes because um, we just have everybody, you know, talking all the time. Um, But that happens sometimes. So, you know, at this moment, Megan's cooking. Elena's reading through the test that Megan brought to her. Yeah, I feel like this was a moment for Elena perhaps to realize that these were not questions that are necessary to life or show someone's no. intelligence. Yeah, it's a weird test. It's a weird test. I mean, we only get, I don't know how long it is. Maybe it's only three questions, but I feel like it's longer. Um, mm-hmm. They only get through three questions. Yeah. But Javier's going to come in. Mommy's sleeping on Felicity's bed. Felicity's oh. feeling happy. She's like, it feels like family. Wait, was it Javier that came in? Javier comes in. Fl- okay. Well, they're like, so it's Elena and Megan and then Sean and then Felicity and then Javier. Okay. And then so Ben and, and Trevor. <laughs> in that order. kind of excited about this whole Thanksgiving thing. She's warmed up to it. She's like, you know, it just feels like we're kind of just a big family here. I have to say, this is, of the looks that we have now seen from Megan, I was loving her hair when she was making the spell. This Thanksgiving look is not her best. Um, She looks really short. I don't know what happened. She is not wearing her heels. She is way shorter than she normally is. All right. It was odd. I mean, look. You know, can't can't be a 10 out of 10 every episode. Last episode, you were praising her look. This one, not quite there. Yeah, it's just not, yeah, it's not, not her best one. All right. Well, Ben, so somebody's at the door. Yeah. Who is it? It might be Ben. Oh, it is Ben. And Lauren. Right. And Ben just gives Felicity a look like, yeah, I brought Lauren. What do you want? What do you want? He's introducing Lauren around and uh I'm surprised that Felicity hadn't met Lauren yet, but I guess she didn't. I don't know when she would have. She was always at the hospital. Well yeah. I guess Felicity at first went to the hospital, you but think- we never saw some overlap. But based on the fact that this is an introduction that's happening between them, I guess, they never met. Yes. And so Ben is going to introduce Lauren to Megan, Felicity, and Javier. 
Megan, I would describe as abrupt and cold. Uh, yeah. Like she's more so than this. usually. Yeah. She's like, you, this woman was not a part of my spell. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is clearly, I, I would describe her as hostile throughout most yeah. of, of this episode. Were she a witness, she would be a hostile one. Sure. Javier's going to compliment Lauren's blouse and then Megan's going to give Javier dirty looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to get an introduction between Lauren and Felicity. Lauren brought some sort of wine, wine. maybe. Yes. Um, which I would does assume it's like... got to be a wine. That's what you do for Thanksgiving. I guess so. I mean, it does seem weird that an alcoholic would bring wine. Correct? It seems a little bit, yes. Um, but that is the gift. Um, and so now Felicity, Javier, and Megan are going to scurry into the kitchen to have a... yeah. Tete-a-tete-a-tete. I don't know how that works. The three-person conversation? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just put there are very clear sides. Like, you've got yeah. the kitchen group and you've got the living room group. That's true. Uh, Megan's kind of annoyed. I didn't invite her. Right. What the heck? And um, she's going to tell Felicity not to be a martyr. Like, stop pretending this is okay well because felicity is point blank taking the stance it's nice that he brought her you know she, she was probably going to be alone it's nice that she has something to do yeah that's her that's her you know what else is she gonna say really um yeah if at she least can't out say loud. get out yeah <laughs> like out loud this is the stance that she needs to take and so it is the stance she is taking and megan says don't be a martyr yeah She's like, he can be with who he wants. Yeah. And then she walks away. And Javier's just marveling at Felicity. He's like, she's so strong. She's yeah. like, Joan of Arch. Yeah. He did apologize for um for the blast comment. Just came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I think we're really setting up for this to be torture for Felicity. And that she's just going to have to sit there and take it. Because... Well, frankly, Ben's angry, deservedly so. And um, Felicity, you know, she wants to be back together with Ben. She's going to have to go through this phase or this forever. You know, it's like, I got to put up with it. (laughs) Welcome to Noel's world. Um, Yeah. We're going to get a nice little interlude here about the cowboys and Lauren and Trevor bonding. Uh, Trevor just sort of asking, like, really? You're favoring Dallas this year? And Lauren saying, I always go with the underdog. And it's like, ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Sean's unnecessary comment that he likes the Cowboys because their cheerleaders are, you know, super hot. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong, but it did not need to be said. Ben's also listening to this conversation. So there's a little group here. Um, Felicity comes over to this group, interrupts it, and pointedly says to Lauren, can I get you anything? Yeah. And Ben's just going to be like, no, we have everything we need. It's- I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, basically... <laughs> Again, though, he has to do it in the most clipped way. That's what he meant. But what he said was, no, we're fine. And then he gets up and leaves. Yeah. Because he's five. 
Look, that's where he's at right now, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, he's not being sure. different on different people. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go over to the bar where Noel is sitting alone. Drinking alone. Drinking alone. But there's still really nice decorations around. Sure. That's nice because it's a Thanksgiving <laughs> episode. Um, nice, nice music in the background. And as you, you know, as you would normally see on Thanksgiving, there's a woman across the bar who's giving him eyes and then comes over to him and then introduces herself as Dana and then says, don't know, would you like a drink? And Noel couldn't look more uncomfortable than he does. I mean, he can look more uncomfortable and does later, but that's true. That is very what? true. He's going to take that drink. He's going to let Dana sit down. And uh-huh. uh, he's going to regret that. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. He sure will. Uh, but before we do we get to that, um, Javier has some choice, not so much words to say to Ben. <laughs> Javier Actually, I is, really like this scene. Yeah. Javier is holding mommy. And has he has mommy say hi to Ben. It's just a private conversation between Javier and Ben and mommy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Javier's like, well, your girlfriend seems nice. Ben's like, she's not my girlfriend. But so what if she were? Huh? 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 Uh, <laughs> Javier's just going to say, uh-huh. Yeah, his big line here is just repeating, uh-huh, in just a judgmental way as often as he can. Yeah, he's, it seems like he's doing it to get a reaction. But when Ben finally breaks and it's like, is that all you're going to say? Uh-huh. He says, that's what I say when I don't have anything nice to say. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and he's like, I, I know you don't. I know you want to hurt Felicity, but this isn't the way. Ben's like, I'm not trying to hurt her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Javier's got his number. Javier knows what's up. Javier's, yeah, we we forget it. Maybe has been a minute. Javier had a close connection with Ben, season two. You yeah, know? And he he is very clear. He's like, I love you both. Yeah, you know, he's not like he's clearly on Felicity's side, but he continues to be Ben's employer and the go-between. You know, he. He I don't does. think he's on Felicity's side to the extent of also acknowledging that she messed up. You know, like, it's not just yeah. like, I don't get what he's doing. It's like, yeah, you screwed up. And I hope you two get back together. Yes. So, you know, I think there's not, um, you know, there's there's not like a blind following of Felicity that's happening here. But I think that he can acknowledge that Ben had an ulterior motive when he brought Lauren to dinner and he's not going to let Ben get away with pretending that's not a thing. Yeah. And I mean, in all fairness, we don't see Javier over at Ben's place eating ice cream or like out playing basketball with him. Like he's not there in that kind of supportive way. Wouldn't that be interesting? I want to see the Javier (laughs) and Ben playing basketball on the street court scene. I mean, I can picture it. <laughs> I can picture it too. That is a scene we needed, um, yeah. but a scene we did not get, alas. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of that conversation. Um, 
But the point was made. Yes. And while Ben was having this conversation, Felicity and Lauren are getting to know each other. Yeah, Lauren looks Felicity dead in the eye. She's like, so are you the ex? (laughs) You know, she just starts asking these personal questions. And it's like, ah, all right then. Mm -hmm. Apparently she is a sharer. And she's direct right i mean i you know what's what's her reason not to be i guess um ben is gonna sit down next to lauren kind of territorially sort of um i didn't and- feel like it was territorial i just felt like this is a chance to stick it to felicity he's gonna uh-huh. sit next to lauren and he's gonna be cutting yeah and Felicity is just sort of taking it on the chin. Um, she looks at him and she's like, I, you know, I hear your dad's doing better, um, obviously from Lauren. And uh, Ben's like, yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is pretty much what's happening. It is kind of amazing because in yet another episode, they're giving Ben so few words and so much content and so much content and and he's and he has to be totally like there has to be something totally different underneath it in this episode than there was in all the scenes of the last episode you know because even in the last episode i think we were finding a lot of different nuance and how he was with his so few words in each scene this is kind of the same the whole time (laughs) but all of it very different than last time yeah i do feel like this one is really divided into two parts there's the i want to hurt her and then there's the i hurt her Mm -hmm. so it's he i feel like he's going back and forth between those things okay yeah it seems fair well felicity has had enough taking it on the chin for now and she's going to go help megan and leave this scene yes so we're uh, going to go to your favorite um, maybe couple again, uh-huh. Elena yeah. and Trevor. Elena's working. Elena's working. Trevor comes in. He's like, hey, you've been, uh, how about you join the party? You know, the one that you didn't right invite me to. Uh, <laughs> the, the one that's happening in or your apartment. I could bring the party to you. And he hands her a nice red flower and he's you know she's trying to work on her application but he kind of you know gets her up and is being kissy and throws her on the bed and you know he's just being flirty and she's like you know what i should do now ask you test questions yeah well especially because he's just finished his war and peace clip notes Cliff's notes to the Cliff's notes. And so he's uh, he's free now. He's got the mental bandwidth to do the test. And he said, you know, War and Peace isn't so bad. Yeah, turns Honestly, out. Honestly, the only thing that I remember about War and Peace is there's a party and a bridge. Okay. All right. Bringing endorsement from Fish. Yeah. So Elena starts she couches this in the idea that she's got an essay that has some questions she can't figure out for her med school applications. Yeah, um, I feel like this could have been thought through a bit more, Elena. 
given that I mean, they're I supposed like to be the smart one. Part of the episode <laughs> could have been thought through a little bit more. Um, she's like, yeah, there's this one question. Um, what are the planets between the sun and the earth? What's the heck? Right. This isn't like, the MCATs. If, I think even on the MCATs, that was not a that question. That would still be not a question. Yeah. That's like a fourth grade level question. Fair. And he's um, like, hell if I know. Yeah. Uh, he's like, if that's like, what you need to get into med school, I'm screwed. Yeah. And then, but he's like, he, he does throw out his, his uh, answer, which is Mars and Venus. Did you say Venus or Jupiter? He said Mars and Venus. And then I, at that point, paused it and went, wait, do I know this? Yes. Okay. I'm good. So Mercury it's and Mercury. Mars. Yeah. And I'm one out of one. Okay. Yeah. But Elena is not happy that he didn't get this right. He doesn't understand why. She says, you don't understand why. And she leaves the bed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's frustrated. And this is all just way too weird. Because what just happened? Uh, right. And Trevor he is brought totally you a lost. flower and, like, was charming. And now you're in the bed together. And... What are you doing, Elena? What are you mm-hmm. doing? Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is ill-conceived. Not well thought out. This is not really... I don't know. What are they doing here? Um... <laughs> so I'm beginning to get the feeling that your issue is more with the the writing and the general idea... And also, like, how everything is playing out between Elena um, and Trevor, rather think, than it just being Trevor is terrible as a person. I think it's kind of everything. So, first of all, it, I think it's Mercury and Venus that are the, Mars, the planets between the sun and the earth. It's, no. Yes. Yes? Yes. I am zero. I am and zero. And I'm aware of this because I'm Vemschnup from Saved by the Bell. Um, but anyway, ah. yes. So apparently this test means nothing. So, uh, I don't know. Why am I feeling this? First of all, this, first of all, uh, I'm trying to decide which order to put the onion in. Like, do we go outside in or inside out layers? I think the very premise that Elena is considering a relationship with somebody that she thinks this little of. Like, if this is a valid concern for her, this is not going to work. Like, she she already has her answer, okay? Why are they wasting her time in, like, what, this is not, this is not a character who's worthy of a relationship with her. If it's if she doesn't think this character is worthy of a relationship with her. So, like, on the one hand, it's like, this is the guy that you think of to give her as a rebound. This is it. Then, like, I think about what is what else is Trevor bringing to the show? And Trevor is making it harder for Ben to be a good student. What is Trevor there for? Like, you could layer almost any type of personality onto this guy. Why? make Trevor 
why pair him with the two people who were trying to be the most serious students on this show? Like, what we know about Ben is that he has to be a serious student right now. Elena has always been, like, just a serious student. And you're going to tell me that Trevor needs to be paired with these people because they're going he's going to add value to the story somehow? Like, you could find other ways to ask Elena to have balance as a character without giving her somebody that she thinks is literally stupid. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's so much for me to think that there would be this connection um, to think that after like everything with Trevor in the first couple episodes, Ben would be like, let's still be lab partners. I don't know. It's a lot for me. And then I feel like if- the Ben part is explainable because he saved him. Yeah. Then we get to the, like, so if you, then if you get past that layer, now it's like, now Elena needs to do an actual test to determine that he's not smart enough for her. She already has the answer to that if she's wondering it this much. And then if you're going to give him a test, this isn't the test. This is definitely not the test because I now will fully admit I get none of these questions, right? Yeah. And um, I don't think... And that obviously is person. not a measure. Like this yeah. is trivia. I mean, I, I unfortunately, I unfortunately got all of them incorrect, and also went to an Ivy League school. So, for the record, everyone can now feel better about themselves. It's <laughs> trivia. It this is not a test of aptitude. I mean, it's definitely not. None of these things are things I deal with in my life. Yeah. It's like this test isn't if you were trying to decide if somebody's smart enough for you, which is a stupid premise to begin with. But if you were, this test is not going to determine that. And if it did, then what do you do? Which I think is the question she should have been coming to from the very beginning because she's already decided that he's not smart enough for her. So, like, what do you, I don't know, I feel like, what is, what am I supposed to be feeling about Trevor show? You know, like, what do you want from me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I fully admit, I feel like it was forced in the last episode. I do feel like, yes, Elena has this judgment that he's not smart enough for her, but she still, I mean, at least the note is, she's still attracted to him. She's still into him for some reason. Like, but I don't even really feel that chemistry between them. Yeah, I definitely didn't in in the last episode. I felt it more here in this episode. Honestly, I will, I'm going to go on record and say this is my favorite Trevor episode oh my god i honestly by the time we get to the end and they're playing darts i really don't feel like tangy miller is into this like tangy miller disagree okay i would say by the end i feel a whole lot better about trevor and i start to see what elena's seeing in him i don't know how you got there I am shaking my head. Go through it. (laughs) I I just I I guess we will. I um 
Yeah. I feel such a lack of chemistry between these actors and see no reason for Trevor. So for me, it's like, what a slog. Um, I mean, if they don't follow through and do anything with Elena's kind of revelation that perhaps, yeah, she's a bit too judgy. Um, like, does she need someone who's going to challenge her? Yes. Is this going to be her future husband? Unlikely. But I can, I can see why there is some affection there between them. And, and he does have some positive attributes that Elena is missing. So for a temporary guy who she's got some kind of attraction to, like I start to get it by the end, but like, do I think they're good long-term like relationship partners? No. I, and I, I hope that's not where the show's going with it. Um, but Elena at this point is, she's frustrated that he and I didn't know the answer to this question and uh, is just going to leave the room. And then we are going to go to an even sadder scene. Yeah. Very in short. A dingy hotel. Yeah. Hallway. Noel just trying to get into a hotel room with Dana by his side. Yeah. Can't get the key to work. Nope. Dana's like, here, I got this. Yeah. And they just. <laughs> walk in the door um, and it's just sad yeah it's just sad it's not good no and you just know ryan's somewhere in the yeah. city just doing something um he's probably at the loft just chilling or having another cup, cup of coffee somewhere i don't know yeah so now we're gonna go to a group dinner so we've got we've got javier sean and megan felicity ben and lauren trevor and elena that's our group Mm-hmm. And we're just going to get a big, like, uh, sort of co- one conversation bleeding into another dinner scene, which is probably where your that, notes became a mess. Yes. But before that, Javier is going to get up and give a toast that mm-hmm. I feel was specifically written to address 9-11. Um, mm. You know, he's talking about nothing lasting forever and except for you know basically the love that we have for each other so you know you know it's tricky with uh, you know when you say specifically written to address 9-11 they probably filmed this uh many months i think they may have done it they might have i don't know but the, the tricky thing about redoing it is that do you bring lisa edelstein back well for the toast part though it's just a it's just 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 javier yeah it's so it's so tricky because like um any of this like probably i don't know how far into the season you would go i mean you don't they don't film the whole season before they start releasing it but they film a whole bunch of episodes and then maybe it starts airing and then you know you're still filming so i don't know how many episodes they got in before like that they had filmed before 9-11 happened i think they absolutely could have filmed this first but i do feel like they also recut it and rewrote this 
and it just it seemed so I think they, I, I think it could go either way with this because I didn't necessarily get that same vibe from it I see how you did and I don't know if it's because because what he's really saying here is you know this is our potentially our last Thanksgiving together and nothing lasts forever except our love for each other and even though you know we have some soap opera dramas none that shall remain remain nameless we can still give thanks for each other I think that that message is a Thanksgiving message that could have been said regardless of what had happened, uh, like in terms of current events. And I think the current events add another layer to it, but I don't, I don't know. For, I'm not prepared to say for sure that they would have refilmed this or edited the speech even. I don't know. Could be. I, don't know. I mean, I just feel like a lot of shows did at that point in time. Um, but I see how it fits both ways is sort of, you know, let's just put this all aside and give thanks for each other. And I don't know, it does, it it works on both layers. So it, not necessarily. Really no, but... like for stuff that was airing, cause we weren't really, like we were in college just then and we weren't really like necessarily sitting down and watching stuff real time. No, uh, I wasn't. But so... I have gone back and rewatched whole shows. But so you when kind you of tell, watch, I guess the question is because immediately after 9 11, um, so obviously a whole bunch of shows probably skipped a week, maybe two. When they brought them back, they already had fully cut, edited material. So then if the tone, it's always clunky. How do you get from something very sobering that happened in the real world to something that um, is entertainment? Maybe it's drama, maybe it's comedy. It's even more abrupt if it's comedy. Because uh, you really have to address, like, we know this is happening in the world. And, you know, we all we also know we all just need a moment to, like, keep it light. And so you ha- like kind of have to say something like that. So I guess the question is, do you remember what shows were doing? Like, yeah. Were there title cards that they were putting up at the start of the um, episodes or like what I did remember they do? a couple of different ways that people that shows dealt with this. Um one was having like a a pre-show, oh. you know, 5 minutes to talk about it with like some member of the cast or multiple members of the cast. Um another way that um, at least one show did it is they filmed a live episode and just stuck it in there. Hmm. Um, there were other shows that like filmed, I don't know whether it would be a standalone episode or sometimes it kind of fit into the plot, but they stuck a whole nother episode in, um, some of the shows when they they you know skipped what they were going to do that week i mean a lot of them just did something else like Mm -hmm. either an interview with the cast um you know there were so many different ways that people thought about it i feel like comedies took more time off and when the comedies came back um not necessarily the sitcoms, but things like SNL, you know, it's easier because it's live. Mm-hmm. And um, all of the late night shows 
kind of took a moment to say exactly what you just said. Like, I mean, it's you can, this is a tragedy. We need a moment. Yeah. We need our moments of levity. It's in easier this. to do that if you have like a live format where you can specifically talk to your audience and say, you know, yeah. for the ones it. that it's were, weird, but let's do some comedy. Yeah. For the ones that were pre recorded, that's, that's what I remember is like yeah. the intros, doing a live show, shoehorning like a whole episode that had just been recorded. And then there are certain shows like this, potentially, where I feel like they edited a couple of scenes. And it's like- I think the easiest thing to do for a pre-recorded show would be tacking on a brief message or a written card or a- um, I don't know like, any of them doing a written card. Being seriously like diligent about that. Like, yeah, you may already have it in the can, but is there anything else you need to edit out of the final product that it maybe wasn't appropriate still? Um, maybe not putting other things in, but like editing out and then adding, you know, an extra few minutes for like a message from your cast. Um, yeah, I think that would be the most some... budget friendly yeah, there were some more on the action side who who kind of put up, maybe that's the more card format. They would put up something that's like, we understand that this uh, like touches on or might resemble some parts of events that were happening. We, we want you to know this was filmed ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, so some of them did that. Uh, there was one show, and I don't remember, I mean, obviously I don't remember what any of these were, but there was one show um, where they did an episode right after the explosion on the train in France. Mm -hmm. And that episode had an explosion on oh, the train. Geez. Yeah. Yeah. And they put a card up that said, like, we understand, like, this just happened this was filmed months and months, like written and filmed months and months ago. It has no relation to what actually just happened, except that like they kind of predicted, I mean, not predicted, but like it's a very, it was a very similar kind of situation. Like, oh, here are the vulnerabilities. Like this could happen. And then it's like, ah, well, actually it just did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's interesting interesting so i mean i guess uh, that you know that was that was a tangent but you know the question was like this this speech could have gone either way uh maybe they maybe they refilmed maybe they didn't i think it it, it works on a couple different levels um maybe they re-edited or maybe it just mm -hmm. you know worked yeah so you know, so we've got this big dinner setting, a whole bunch of people at it. So what what we're going to sort of see happening throughout is that Ben and Lauren are going to be chatting kind of all throughout all of the other conversations in a very distracting way. Yeah, um, ben it literally has his back turned on Felicity and is yeah. making direct eye contact with Lauren. And they're not talking quietly. No, they're not. And so that's kind of happening the whole time. Um, Elena is going to make a comment to Megan that Trevor so far is zero for one on the test. Meanwhile, yeah. Ben and Lauren are still chatting. 
And Felicity um, would like some gravy. I don't know why Felicity is down there at that end of the table. Like she should be down at the other end with Javier. Um, yeah. But apparently that... she's going to seat herself and Megan right across from Ben and Lauren. Yeah, it's awkward for sure. Um, so Felicity asks Ben to pass the gravy. She asks him a couple times, but he's distracted talking to Lauren and possibly but she ignoring also, her. <laughs> well, and she also doesn't ask very loudly. Yeah. And Megan's going to be like, Ben, pass the gravy. Um, yeah, she's she's not into it. She's going to be assertive here. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Elena's going to try asking Trevor the second question. What is the capital of Washington? How would this be yeah. on your essay? Yeah, I that part of it, I agree. I'm like, I actually put uh trev will figure out what's going on uh unfortunately he actually doesn't but um yeah here i i was like i know it's not seattle because melissa used to live in seattle and i know it's not seattle correct although it's probably what most people would guess well i was like i cannot name another city in washington i was like it's not Portland. That's Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can name a I, lot I of cities in Washington, but I think most people would only be able to name Seattle, but it is in fact Olympia. Yeah. Who knows that? People who live in Washington. Apparently. Yes. Um, but the only, the only thing I and know. And like maybe fifth graders. At Yes. See, that's the thing. <laughs> in like fourth or fifth grade, I would have known this. I would have been all over this. Yeah. But today um also u.s geography isn't the best for me because i have generally focused internationally and i can give you much more information on say sub-saharan africa or south and central asia than i can give you on washington state um but i know there's olympia dukakis well that's how you remember that is from now on yeah and be like who is the capital of Washington. It's Dukakis. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Sean is aware that it's Olympia because he's taken this test before, Um, but he hasn't put it together yet. Also, how did Sean pass this test? Well, you know, he went to Harvard Business School. (laughs) That's right. right? I forgot. Um, Javier remarks about how boring this end of the table is. he's not into this conversation he's done with the trivia he'd like to talk about a sale nobody wants to talk about that yeah meanwhile felicity continues to be distracted by ben and lauren she's visibly distracted and megan's just in pain watching this so she is going to loudly say to lauren hey man do you have a boyfriend i thought this was interesting because we do get to find out about lauren here Mm -hmm. um so lauren lauren says no and Megan just very loudly says, well, I've got this guy. I would love to set you up with him. He, he's great. He also is in AA. Oh my God. Yeah. Talk about awkward. Um, Lauren is like, yeah, you know what? No, thanks. 
<laughs> it was one of those really bad breaks up breakups. You know, I was in love with this guy since high school. Megan's like, oh, that was a long time. Ouch. Yeah. She says um, she just got out of a long-term relationship. Yeah. And there are similarities, clearly, um, between what's going on with Ben and Felicity. And it's going to be interesting to see how Lauren plays out in this. Mm-hmm. Because she... I don't know what happened, um, but she clearly has been through this type of breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you know? Ben is like, trying. Ben knows what Megan is doing. Megan, what yeah. is the problem? Megan's like, oh, I think you know the problem. I mean, Megan is picking a fight with Ben at this point, and he's getting mad. And he is unfortunately going to crack and say some something really mean. Yeah. Sean is seeing that Megan's picking this fight. He's like, Megan, back off. He did nothing. Javier's like, anybody for some Yahtzee? Yeah. <laughs> Yahtzee. Oh, so <sighs> suddenly the boring conversation at your end of the table doesn't seem so bad. Now, does it? <laughs> um felicity is going to uh offer i don't know a kindness or a reassurance coming off of what sean just said and he's like you didn't do anything she says that to ben ben is in attack mode still and he's like yeah you're right except the waste the last year and a half of my life yeah Ouch. ouch yeah and uh <sighs> Felicity just leaves. She just she just gets up and leaves. Yeah. Ben's gonna leave and after her. I did not expect him to go after her, but but he does. I, I mean, mean it is does. a big thing to say. And I've heard people say this kind of thing about people they've dated after a breakup. And I have to say, I've even even with friends, when I've heard them say this, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, is there nothing to be gained from even a bad relationship? You know, like, is there nothing you learned? Is there nothing that like, is it, is it a waste? I can appreciate that there are moments where you, like, if you wanted to have kids and you feel like you right. burned a few important years of your, you know, but, but also to say that something is a waste of your time. I also look at as sort of like a lack of imagination or human growth on this part of the person who experience is saying it. So it's like, yeah, it may have been a waste of something, but if you can't see any way to grow from this, that's on you. Um, but Ben clearly didn't mean this. He yeah. clearly just said it to hurt her. I know. This, this was not a serious statement. And it did hurt her course it hurt her and that was that like was that's what it was meant to very do very sobering to him it's it's just this really weird dance they're doing in this episode a very understandable dance that they're doing in this episode because she again she has to take these things on the chin if she wants any sort of repairing to happen with ben uh this is this is where he's at right now and she has to kind of absorb it because she's earned it um to be honest and she yeah, uh she but she didn't back. earn that statement i don't know 
I mean, maybe she did, but she is going to push back because, you know, Ben's going to follow her. So it's just the two of them. And she's just basically going to say, are we getting punked? Why? The first thing she says, I don't know how many more times I can say, I'm sorry. I don't know. Try once. Um, Maybe we just didn't see it. Uh, She, two episodes (laughs) ago, Noel comes to her and says, I told Ben. Yeah. Felicity looks down. Why? Yeah. Felicity has no interaction with Ben. That's the end of that episode. Next episode opens with Felicity at the chain link fence. Ben, will you just talk to me? Ben, just talk to me. Ben, will you just talk to me? (laughs) No, go away. She goes away. Then she sits down with him at the restaurant. I, it was, you know, I was upset about my dad and Noel and I were on the roof and, and you know, I don't know why I did it. And then she writes him a letter about icebergs. (laughs) Are we being punked? How many times do I have to say, I'm sorry? Sorry. Once. Says it just then. That's the first time as far as I can tell. Do I think we we have to assume at this point that she has said she's sorry and we just haven't seen it because that's what they're telling us. Or that there was a deleted scene where they had an actual apology from her. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Because he also doesn't call her out on it here. Cause she's like, how many more times do I have to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then Ben's like, it's fine. She's like, it's clearly not. So he's also not saying, but you never actually said it until this second. Um, I'm just, I'm just the one who's niggling at this, I guess. Um, I just kind of accepted it because I was like, all right, like she should have said she's sorry. So maybe we just were supposed to assume that. I don't know. I I don't know. But <sighs> then she gets mad and she's, I mean, she, she kind of, I mean, this is her emotional reaction, right? She's like, why are you here? Yeah. Like, if you hate me, if this was such a waste of your life, why would you come? And I love Ben's reaction to this. He, he looks at her and he's just like, really? Like, you don't know? Like, you don't know? Like, he, he leaves so much unsaid right there, which mm-hmm. to me was, I'm here to see you. I'm still in love with you. Aww. Like all the stuff is right there on the surface for him. And, and what he, he says can't he can't say it. Yeah, what he says is doesn't match the look, which is it was a mistake. Yeah. No Shouldn't idea where I came. Yeah. And so he's going to leave. Felicity's going to leave the room. And we're going to get sad Felicity music. (sighs) What happened? (laughs) (laughs) We like didn't have it for so long. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, every, no, we have that music. Yeah. We should use it more. Like every scene for the Three next... times an episode, every oh episode. God. What on earth? Um... <laughs> and then comes my favorite scene. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of a two-parter. Part one, we're in the loft. We're looking at Ryan, who's scooping out some sort of leftover food from a container. I um, thought it might be a muffin. It might be a muffin. It would look like a baked good that was sitting on a... Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you he's know... He's about to take off because somebody's not didn't there. him. <laughs> at the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I would like you to think for just one moment here. Okay. Ryan receives a phone call. Yeah. How? Okay. I see your point. Mm-hmm. Uh, good question. Um, I mean, to me, I'm getting some sort of like really twisty, bendy foot action with like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a contortionist. No. Or, and your mileage may vary on which version is more embarrassing. Noel couldn't contort himself to reach the phone because he's handcuffed to the, uh, what's the word I want? Headboard? Mm-hmm. Um, and he just had to shout as loud as he could to anybody who was passing by in the hallway until some kind soul got hotel management. But if hotel management came... Why wouldn't they just call a locksmith and leave Ryan out of it? Well, maybe Noel realized because when Ryan gets there, there's already a guy there ready to unlock the handcuffs. So I don't know if Ryan called that person or the hotel manager did. (laughs) Well, someone's got to pay the guy and Noel has no money and probably no clothes. So maybe Ryan also had to bring him clothes. Yeah. So maybe they all just kind of came at the same time. So we've got a couple working theories here. Hard to say Um, which was which. Um, Ryan is going to enter the hotel room presumably first. Like the first person who's not Noel to have entered this room. Noel uh, realizes how awkward the situation is because he's completely naked handcuffed to this bed. Uh, He like somehow knocks a lamp onto himself to cover him. Um, <laughs> it could have gone horribly wrong. Can you imagine if he electrocuted himself somehow? I mean, I was just thinking burn, but sure. Okay. So um, there's a guy outside. I guess he's just the locksmith, right? I think so. He is waiting for Ryan to sort things out. Ryan's going to take the lamp off of Noel and cover him with a sheet. And then he And close the door so that the two of them can have a little talk. Just Noel ain't going anywhere. One. Yeah. Ryan, I don't know how much time he really wants to give to Noel at this point. But Ryan's miffed and he's like, so what happened? Why was I just waiting for you? Like, why did you make me wait? What was going on just now? Um, Noel's like, just casually like, what? you know you met this woman at a bar came back here she robbed me like you do like you know tales old as time and um 
Ryan's going to lose it. He's like, what is the matter with you? Because Nola's still being so casual about all this. Yeah. It's, it's infuriating for Ryan. He can't. <laughs> what is the matter and, with you? And he just leaves. <laughs> he just takes off. And he's like, here, like you deal with him. He must have prepaid the locksmith. I love the locksmith in this. Yeah. Yeah. He walks in and he pulls out, you know, the universal key or whatever he's using to get the handcuffs open. And he just, he just has this smile on his face and it's so awkward. It is so, (laughs) so awkward. But you know, this guy is just like all day, every day, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like even on Thanksgiving, I'm here to help four saps like you. I mean, he just looks at Noel and says, don't worry. It's not going to hurt. And he just like shows him the key. (laughs) Just like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, if this, if this doesn't get you to realize anything, like, I don't know what to do for you, man. If this isn't rock bottom for Noel, I'm, I hesitate to see what is. Um, Look, here's the thing about rock bottom. People always say like, you can't get help until you hit rock bottom. Here's the, here's the deep, dark secret about rock bottom. You can always keep digging. Mm-hmm. Like rock bottom is when you decide to turn around and try to get out of the hole. Like you can rock bottom is really like keep... a flat surface that could go on for quite some time. So my theory is like, you can bounce along rock bottom or like slither along it for a while. Um, well, you, I kind of think of it as like you're digging a hole until you hit rock bottom and you just keep going down and down and okay. down. It's like you can keep digging. Like it might get harder, but like, you know, pull out a drill. If like <laughs> pickaxe, like you can keep going. Hmm. Um, industrial machinery sometimes is necessary. So the thing is, listeners, what's your visual on rock bottom? Walk us through how you conceptualize it. Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, One other thing that Ryan said here, uh, after he says, what's the matter with you? He's like, so instead of being Mm. with me, you picked up a woman at a bar. Yeah. Yeah, he's pissed. He's like, I came all the way out here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So there's that. And then we're going to go to a walk and talk on the street scene between Lauren and Ben. Um, Let's face it. Like Ben just used Lauren. So. 100%. And Lauren, you know, she's, she's smart. She knows that. Um, But she's being very lenient here. And. Yeah. I think that's the thing. The complexity of it. I really like Lauren in this episode. I've actually liked Lauren so far. Um, I, I You say it's coming, so I'm sure it's coming. But, you know, she's being very supportive. She's like, hey, what's Thanksgiving without a fight? I mean, this is just part of the experience. Mm-hmm. That's like, what? And she's like, yeah. I mean, she's, she's basically like, my whole family were alcoholics. We always and he thought apologizes it was for the fight. Like she's saying all this because he said, I'm sorry about that. You know, um, yeah. he's not necessarily saying, I'm sorry I used you, but he's like, I'm sorry about the fight. Um, uh, she's like, look, I see that you and Felicity have kinks to work out here. 
call her and yeah. that part you know this mm-hmm. made me think because i i think i might have i don't know if i mentioned or uh, um theorized this with you episodes ago or not but you know how sometimes when they bring a new character in a, into a show like they don't necessarily just say you're in for the whole season like contractually yeah. they might say you've got two episodes or you've got three episodes so the actor comes in thinking I've got two episodes on this show. I've got three episodes on this show. And then sometimes it works out really well or the, you know, the actor is giving them so much or the writers have so many ideas that they end up extending that character. And there are shows where people who were supposed to do like two or three episodes end up becoming, you know, series regulars um, that you just assume they were, that was the plan forever. I'm when I look at the Lauren stuff, have we seen her in two episodes, three episodes? Three. I think this is the third. This might be three. It feels to me like they they could have ended her character right here. Um, it feels like we have this button in this conversation where maybe they hired her for three. They closed out her story-ish, and then they bring her back. Hmm. Um, not bring her back after a long time. Bring her back like they extend her contract, and then find a way to extend her story. Because um, this felt like a real button. Yeah, I mean, the only thread that that I do think is interesting, and I would like to continue to see it pulled on is this long-term relationship that she just got out of and how she is saying to Ben, look, I, I get what's going on with you and Felicity and her being the person to say, call her and, Mm -hmm. and to be that force of, you know, work this, like work out whatever it is you need to work out, like Mm -hmm. get together, don't get together, whatever. But like where you are right now, is not a good place like up until this point i have seen her as being an advocate for his father as pretty much you know delivering wisdom and life experience and being helpful and ben reacts he's like yeah you know maybe i should call her Mm -hmm. um so i like that like up to now i like lauren Give her a minute. I um I agree. I think that if they if what they did here was say we've got her for three episodes, let's make her contribute. They mm-hmm. did it. And if in the next episode we start to see the beginnings of her next arc, mm. uh, then I guess that will be sort of like proving the theory, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't have a, a way to prove this exactly because I'm not looking at contracts in front of me, but, this, no, but I do I do what see you're, like, like what you're seeing, what you like about her is uh and and what they seem to have opened up for her as a character is all there. And then at some point they're gonna go, we need to give her something with some meat on its bones. And they pick the wrong so freaking much. thing. But she already has. A, a lot of stuff with meat on its bones. Sure. That's just not any of the things they pick. Ugh. Yeah. Um, you know why, yeah. though? 
Why? It's because Megan puts a hex on Lauren. So Damn that's it. why it happens. Uh-oh. I don't know what happens, but I'm guessing that's why. Yeah. It won't be too long before I spoil it all for you. Don't you, don't you worry. <laughs> um, I can't remember exactly how many episodes, but I'd say within a few episodes, you'll know the rest of the season based on me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, you won't be able to hold it in. It's I, not going to be Ruby's baby. It will be impossible. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for now, uh, we're going to go back to the apartment. Megan is going to put that hex on Lauren. On Lauren. Except I accidentally wrote in my notes that Megan was going to put a hex on Megan because I just, I was writing without <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Um, yeah. I'm putting a hex on, on Megan. <laughs> that spell worked out so badly. The Spice Girls aren't back together. <laughs> Thanksgiving was such a bust. I'm just gonna hex myself. <laughs> um, Megan we wouldn't make, give up like that. Sometimes we make such delightful mistakes in our notes, or at least I do. Um, oh, I absolutely. Gosh, that was wonderful. Um, um, <laughs> Elena and Trev are going to continue the ridiculous testing. Uh, um, by asking the next question that, of course, would come up on a med school application, when is the winter solstice? Now, I, at this point, was like, well, it's got to be sometime in December. It's winter. I know it's the shortest day of the year. Do I know the date? No. You know who does know the date? I also feel like, is this always the same answer because I wanted to say anywhere between December 20th and 22nd. I'm not a hundred percent sure it's the same exact day every year. Could be. I don't know about um, like how much leap year kind of factors in. Mm, I don't know. I know that. Um, so summer solstice in Seattle, there is a parade, the solstice oh. parade. Uh, which is anywhere from like June 20th to maybe June 23rd, probably the, you know, in that range. And it is not the same. I don't think it's the same day every year, but it might be that the parade always has to be, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's just that they always have to have the parade on a weekend, but the parade is, uh, it is, you know, your classic parade with people dressed up, but most of the people are biking naked, wearing body paint ouch yeah um <laughs> nothing about that sounds wild. comfortable it is absolutely wild i'm um, just saying everyone please clean your bikes after that right like, i i mean uh, everything you're thinking is like it is quite the spectacle um, um i don't know how this started because it is actually like a punishable offense to be <laughs> like <laughs> like it is public uh what is nudity or like just like a public display or like indecent i don't know what it is indecent exposure exposure is probably what you'd call it that's what the whole parade is (laughs) because it's a parade (laughs) and it's it's okay and the cops help facilitate it okay yeah that's it so um Anyone who doesn't want to see schlongs, go inside. And if you do, this is where you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. The biking question, though, is it's got to be so uncomfortable. But anyway. I can't imagine. 
It's rough. Um, so Sean knows the date, but then he's like, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Is this the test? And he looks Megan's at Megan. like, shut up. Yeah. And he explains like, this is a test to see if you're smart enough to date. He's filling Trevor in. Elena is busted. Megan's like, well, clearly you're not smart enough. <laughs> uh, I still don't know how, I mean, I do not buy that Sean knew the answers to these questions. Yeah. Felicity is going to come into the room holding mommy, just making weird noises. Yeah. And Javier's going to go ahead and take her home to Samuel. Trevor's going to leave. Elena's going to follow him. Yeah, kind of feel like Trevor leaving is appropriate. Like being upset about this is not, um, I, I don't think that would Fair. be unusual. Yeah, yeah. Sean's going to offer Felicity some pie, which she will accept. A whole pie. Yeah. Not so much some as almost an entire. So Trevor and Elena are now in a separate room and he's like, so you're trying to prove I'm an idiot. Is that what's happening here? Yeah. I mean, he's mad and he's like, you know, sorry, I'm not as smart as you and I don't do good in English. Oh, yeah. Trevor. Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> um your basic english grammar joke yeah uh right yeah so elena's like no i mean it's not it's not bad i'm just trying to see if we're right for each other and he's like i've got your answer to that hard no yeah yeah okay <sighs> that's fair that's totally fair and then we get an entrance of a benjamin who is walking with purpose sure is uh megan's dressing him down a little he's just ignoring her yeah ben's gonna ask felicity can I, can I talk to you for a second what do you think yeah. the count is at this point how many I'm can i talk to you for a second okay have we heard? so we are with eight episodes in mm -hmm. i i would guess eight because i think there have been some episodes where we haven't had one, but I think there have been episodes where we have multiple. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's around eight at this point. But at this point, across all seasons. Oh, I just meant Over this under on 60. Oh, under. Under? All seasons? Yeah. No, I don't think it's that much. Because the first couple, they didn't have that many. It, it's like they picked up on it as a joke really in the third season i feel okay. like it really ramped up all right that's fair um hey listeners I, I fun mean, project yeah anybody want to <laughs> go back and look Town of the, can i talk to you for seconds and um, i would say the ones where it's can i talk to you where the for a second is implied also yeah. may count yeah so yeah but they're just you know ben tells Megan to shut up and she actually shuts up, which, you know, is a minor miracle. And um, she's excited that her spell's going to work. She's going to let this thing yeah. play out. Yep. But, but Ben and Felicity are going to leave Megan and Sean in this room together watching a movie. And I again, marvel at the decorations. Huh. I mean, it's just such a cozy, you know, look, yes, there was a pilgrim on the wall 
and Sean had a pilgrim hat, not good. But generally the decorations are twinkly lights and like gourds and leaves. And I am okay with all of that. I am enjoying it. Nice. Okay. Well, we know that fish loves holiday decorations and you got, (laughs) you got your fill of them in this episode. I did. And the, and the Halloween episode. I, I I got enough. I'm happy. Done. Well, Felicity and Ben are going to have a conversation in her room. She's going to close those curtains and um good thing she does and ben came back to say like i'm sorry i brought her felicity is still taking him on the chin she's trying to be gracious she says it was a nice thing to do ben says sure but it's not why i did it when somebody hurts you you want to hurt them back and he says, but you know, no matter how mad I, I look at you, no matter how mad I am, I just, I want the hurting to stop. And unfortunately, even your cynic at this point got a melty heart. Oh my God. Heart melty. Yeah. Um, he's just like, can we end this crazy cycle that we're going through right now is pretty much the, the, the plea. Um, so he starts to walk away and Felicity's like, she sits down she's like stay five minutes (laughs) i wrote down the music didn't completely ruin the scene but it could have been better could have been better also i'd like to give this an award because after ben sits down on the bed Mm -hmm. i actually stopped taking notes to watch the scene first time I mean, okay. other scenes I've gone back and rewatched, but I actually just stopped taking notes to watch this scene. So yeah. it is the award of the scene that made me stop taking notes. Yeah. The, the first note that I wrote here, and this is maybe not a romantic note to write, is Ben sucked back in. What? Um, <laughs> Please explain. Then he sits, then he reaches for her hand, then they kiss, then they have sex. So, like, he's... No, no, no. He's sucked back in to the vortex of this relationship with Felicity. So, I guess... I don't know. That's what I wrote my notes, right? So, like, my feeling was, like, okay, is this a romantic scene? It is, but also... Partly because I knew that he was going to, like, in this moment watching this, I already knew that he was going to then get up and think that this was not something he should have done later. But the thing is, I thought that too. I okay. 100% when, when he sits down and he initiates this handholding, he initiates the kissing, and, you know, a little bit in, you get this, like, desperation of felicity just to pull him like even closer like she grabs onto him yeah and i'm just sitting there thinking like no way is this them getting back together like yeah but in this moment i feel like he got sucked back in like he's looking at her face she's like sit down five minutes and he's like oh and he's like magnetized to her but that So I can only call you out on this because I am, in fact, the cynic. That is a very cynical way of looking at this, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can only consider it being sucked back in if you assume it's not going to be different. If it's not like 
faded love or if it's not something that they're going to work out and each of them is going to change and this is growing pains and this is a sign of you know the start of forgiveness and you know there is a much more rosy way to think about this there is i think the other angle is to say that he's not ready for this to be the beginning of something new that is more what i felt yeah like i just felt there's no way like this this is him maybe trying like i mean kind of what he says later like trying to feel better reconnecting like maybe he thought this would work and i was like oh this is just gonna hurt because he's gonna have sex with her and he's gonna like it's not they're not gonna be back together yeah it's tough right um yeah but but his words in this scene were heart melting okay and he also had great hair well there you go so we're going to go into the kitchen. Elena, Megan, and Sean are there. Megan and Elena are debriefing over the test. I think it's like, oh, I forgot a zero out of three. She, Elena's like, oh, maybe it's okay. Um, Well, she goes a little farther than that. She's like, you know what? Maybe Trevor's right. You know, maybe, maybe this test isn't the thing that I should be using to engage my relationship on. Um and she starts listing his good qualities and Megan being Megan is like, well, Oh, I mean, Hey, if you know, fun, funny, dumb guys are your thing, go for it. Yeah. And, and I actually think she's saying that completely seriously and without judgment, like she's mm-hmm. not really thinking about Elena in that moment. Yeah. Um, she's just like, Hey, if that's your thing, like do it. And my question is, are fun, funny, dumb guys Elena's thing? I would think now. So number one, long-term, no. Short-term, maybe. Number two, these are not his best qualities. We have not yet seen his best quality, but we will by the end of this episode. Okay. All right. Said by a Christopher Gorham stand. So Javier is going to enter this scene because he just heard the news. Are they back together? Um, Well, but we have to remember. Over an hour. Yeah, but we have to remember Samuel went home. So when he re-enters the scene, he's re-entering after having gone home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, here's the thing about that. So Javier comes back in. He's holding mommy. He's like, I left Samuel for good. And was it Megan who was like, don't you do that every week? <laughs> I think that was a real meta so. moment for the show. Because yeah. he does. I mean, we've only seen Samuel two or three times, and one of them, it was a different Samuel. Yeah, and, like, this whole season, it's been about Javier leaving Samuel. Like, they went to a Lionel Richie concert because he loved yeah. Samuel. He Like, there's been a lot of these moments. Um, he holds plants because he has to leave Samuel, and now he's holding a cat. Yeah, and and this time, you know, why is the last straw here was that Samuel didn't care that mommy was sick. And that is just beyond the pale. So, uh, but having said all that, knowing that Ben and Felicity might be back together is making him feel all warm and fuzzy. Yeah. And mommy's warm and fuzzy too, so that's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... <laughs> And Sean just walks by and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, they're getting back together again. And it's just, you know, 
it's the same scene over again where everyone not in the room with them knows they're having sex yeah. again. Yeah. Only this is a sadder version of that. This is the sadder version of that because it's not actually happening. Um, well, we're going to head another sad situation is Ryan's car, which has a ticket on it because they did not interpret the signs correctly. 50 bucks. That is a lot at that point in time. Okay. Like, um, well, was he it? did something real bad. Okay. Uh, Parked on a holiday in a confusing sign zone. No, come on. I don't, um, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. So Noel is going to approach because if he was going to find Ryan in one place, he might as well check to see if the car's still there. And Noel comes up and he's like, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to call mom. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan, uh, I don't know. Uh, all gives sort of an olive branch here. Well, you know, it's hard not to be with the one you love. And Noel's like, you know what? That's not this. I know what that feels like, and this is more than that. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, and Ryan is going to share, you know, a little of his own experience here. He's going to talk about their father. Uh and he's gonna he's gonna say a lot of this without saying the word depression and then eventually he's going to say the word depression yeah so i'm gonna kind of slip through all the stuff and just say you know ryan basically says look dad was depressed and i'm depressed and it's probably genetic so maybe you're depressed and noel gets real uncomfortable with this at the point, yeah. like, and Noel's letting Ryan go for a while up until Ryan puts it on Noel. So right. he's like, you know, maybe you remember these signs, this mood, this black cloud that was hanging over the house with dad. And also you might find it interesting that I also sometimes get so depressed that I can't get out of bed. And maybe that's what's going on for you. And that's the point where Noel, like, it's like Noel can have the, oh yeah like he can hear these stories and he can be like yeah that checks out that checks out but then the moment it feels like a judgment on him he's like i'm not depressed yeah i mean there is still a huge stigma attached to any issues of mental healthness health mental wellness um mental illness though is also a very interesting also, term yeah uh and and i feel feel like when I talk to people, you know, one generation up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is something they're very, very uncomfortable with. I think we've gotten a little bit more comfortable with um, mental health and we do at least now have, you know, physical and mental health parity as policy for insurance companies. But I don't think that there, I still think there's a huge stigma attached to it. Mm-hmm. And you see that in Noel, where yeah. he just, he laughs, he's uncomfortable, he denies it immediately. Um, and, and Ryan gets it. He, yeah. he probably had to go through this too. And he just. Ryan kind of rolls with that. He's being gentle here. He's like, well, yeah. I, look, I talk to somebody. It helps me you're a good person 
And he's, he's not taking it the next step saying you should talk to somebody. He's just saying, I talked to somebody and it helps. And I think that's probably the most effective way for him to break through with Noel on this. hundred percent. Um, and I, I guess this is my note from an optimist. Um, I think it's good to see that the show is from this point, how the show handles and talks about mental health is a little 2001, 2002. Um, but they're talking about it. And I think that's really good. And I love that they have a scene like this where, Ryan's being so gentle with Noel and maybe that also translates to being gentle with the audience. Like maybe there's somebody watching the show who needs Ryan to talk to them. And so like to normalize this idea of maybe there's something to address here and there are ways to do that. And you know what? People address things a little different. Like there's a lot, there are more, there's more than one way to address this stuff. But I think to have somebody come in and to say, hey, Noel, like, I'm noticing things are a little different for you. We've been noticing that as watchers, watching Noel go through the first, you know, however however many episodes of season four, he's not been himself. Mm -hmm. And um, to have his brother come in and say, nor are you being yourself with your family and you're isolating yourself and, you know, you're you know, it would appear that you're being ostracized by all of your so-called friends. <laughs> so, like, And there's a genetic component to this. This yeah. is not a judgment on you as a person. Yeah. It's like, and you've got a lot of behaviors that you've done recently that don't seem like you. And, um, and it seems like you're struggling. Like, and that's in our family, very normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was a very nice moment between the two of them. Yeah. That, that's what I wrote, that it was, it was just I, a nice moment. And I like that the nice moment between the two of them could also be coming through the screen to be a nice moment for somebody watching it. Yeah. If they needed it. I agree. You know, not um, every nice moment on the show translates to that, but I think this is one that had a potential power to, to reach a broader audience especially considering that it's between two guys mm-hmm. you know yeah um i think we're much more likely to see this between women and both portrayal and actual number of um diagnosed cases because yeah women feel more comfortable in coming forward yeah. with some mental health issues and you know um I do think there's more stigma attached to it with men even today. So yeah, I agree. I think this is a a good moment for everyone all around. And I like that it will eventually, actually very soon kind of sink in Mm -hmm. a little bit with, uh, with Noel and move him to action. Yeah. He's going to, Noel's going to apologize, you know, about Thanksgiving and Ryan and him leave on good terms. Yeah. He says, I love you. Ryan says, I know. Call mom. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to go to the pub. That's where we'll find Trevor playing darts. Yep. He's Seems. drinking, drinking in the bar. And this scene to me is the best Trevor scene we've had. 
Okay. Um, Elena's going to come in. Trevor is hurt. And she's going to show him her med school application and basically say, all I've ever done is study. I don't have any extracurricular activities. You know, I, I forgot to have a life in all of this and grades and, you know, trivia facts aren't everything, but it's all I have. And I'm the stupid one. Mm-hmm. And Trevor, you know, if we remember earlier, when Trevor had to come back and ask Elena for the tutoring again, when she was mad, she made him grovel. Trevor doesn't do that. You know, he hears her. And once he understands that she's not actually continuing to attack him mm-hmm. with her fantastic grades, um, he gives her a suggestion. He's like, you know, you should write about your tutoring. You're really good at that. You don't make people feel stupid, usually. And he is incredibly forgiving mm-hmm. and easygoing. He just immediately, he's like, she's, she's apologized. And he's like, you know what? You tutor me in chemistry. I'm going to tutor you in darts. He smiles. He puts his arm around her. He starts, you know, showing her how to how to play darts. And that's where I put, I can see what she sees in him. There are so many people on this show where forgiveness is so hard. Mm-hmm. And Elena is a hard person she wouldn't have forgiven him mm-hmm. if he had done something like this. Um, and so to, to me, I think this is his, his best quality that we've seen so far. His just, his ability to, to move on and not to dig the knife in, not to ask more of her mm-hmm. and to just, be who he is and to be comfortable with who he is. He's like, yeah, I'm not the smartest. I knew that Mm -hmm. before I met you. He's comfortable with himself. I mean, yes, he has his downsides, but this is actually a really great characteristic to have. Yeah, sure. He's, he's got forgiveness. I'll give you that. Self-acceptance and being easygoing and, you know, in that moment where he's got his arm around her and he's smiling and she's leaning in on the dark playing, I'm like, all right, I see a little spark. It's I not crazy. not. So I think I needed, like, the as they close out of that episode, what I was feeling was Elena does not belong in this environment. She looks really out of place. Um, with his so arm around her, she laughs, she throws the dart. She looks really proper. She laughs and it seemed really forced to me. See, I, for me, it felt like you're right. This isn't her normal um, place. And I think him putting his arm around her is like trying to, I don't know, almost not have her be accepted, but like show her the other side. You know, she's just come to him and said, I didn't have a life, you know, there are these things that I wish I had. 
And he's like, well, here, let me show you. Mm -hmm. And I think it seems comforting and kind. Um, So I don't know. I, we had different opinions on this. We sure did. We sure did. (laughs) We have very opposite opinions on this. I, um, I just don't feel any chemistry between Christopher Gorham and Tangie Miller as like actors. So this, this, after the most bizarre test after this premise that Elaine is going to have this rebound relationship with a guy that she doesn't think is at her level. Um, and then we spend a whole episode trying to prove that this guy's too stupid for Elena. And you can have whatever arguments you want to have with whether or not this test actually proves that. But then they give him so much life experience. Like, they're also showing us that he's not speaking grammatically well. And like, he's like, they're get, trying to give us as many, like, he's not really picking up on this being a weird test to be on an application. Like it's, they're, sh- they're showing us and they're telling us the point that they're trying to make about his, his character. And if they were going to cut through all of that to try to get me to believe that this is a good pairing, these two need to have a lot more chemistry than what I feel like they have. Um, I think for me, it like, I feel like it's a script in the last episode. I felt like it was a direction problem and a mm -hmm. bit of a script problem because it was like, the, the kiss was weird. I fully admit that it was like cut to weird ass kiss mm-hmm. in this one. I felt two times that they did have chemistry when he brought the flower in and she smiles and they end up on the bed, but then the dialogue kicks in and she's asking this question and it just throws the chemistry out the window, but they started to have it. Mm-hmm. And I feel in this last scene that they do have it. It's just, I don't know where they're going to go from here. I I feel like as actors, they could, they definitely have chemistry. Like when you get to the end of the first kiss, I feel like there definitely was some chemistry there. It's just, they're setting them up in such weird ways. And again, I, it's not Tracy chemistry and it's not even DeForest chemistry. It's well, it's not DeForest chemistry, but it's, I would just say it's different. I don't think Elena really had chemistry with DeForest. Um, I actually felt more uncomfortable about that and her trying to like force it there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I, I don't think, I mean, this may be what the show is trying to say, but I kind of feel like, they're not trying like the point i didn't take away the point the trevor is too stupid for elena from this what i took away is hey maybe elena needs to reevaluate at least in the short term what good qualities are and maybe expand her worldview and this is this is the guy to do it with not sure that she's going to do that. She may not, but that's how I read this Mm -hmm. as opposed to them just hammering, like he's too stupid. He's not good enough. In this episode, I felt Elena is the one who's not good enough for him. 
he's actually the one with all the positive attributes. Spoken like a true Christopher Gorham stan. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm a Christopher Gorham fan. I'm I haven't been a Trevor fan up to this point. Mm-hmm. But this is what they've given us in the writing. And you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, okay. You know, we'll we'll definitely ask listeners to weigh in. What do you think? What do you think about this dynamic? Yeah. Tell us. Um, but before we get there, so uh, we've got a scene with Noel. He's on his, he's on a couch alone, maybe in the loft. Um, he yeah, it looks like he's in the loft. There's like an, uh, eventually we get a sort of overhead shot. I think he's like right below where Sean's room is. Okay. So he's, he gets out the universe. He's thinking he gets out the university directory. There's a song that starts playing right now that, I heard the line, I don't know how to turn this life around. It's kind yeah. of had like a country-ish vibe. Um, I had the same music. And then Noel is going to leave a voicemail for Pavone, mm-hmm. who basically is a colleague right now, given that he's still a guidance counselor. Um, and so he leaves this voicemail for Pavone asking for a referral. Because uh, definitely can't go to Pavone. <laughs> I don't know why not. Uh, I don't know. I think. Could. Do you? I don't know. If you're Pavone, I guess I don't know where conflicts of interest sit with therapists. But like, how much of an earful has Pavone gotten about Noel from Felicity? You know. Oh, I mean, there's family therapists who deal with the entire family and then have separate sessions with different family members. I think it's probably more of an issue of insurance. Like, is she only there for students or are faculty members also able to take advantage of her services? And my guess would be faculty members would also be able to take advantage of her services. Yeah. She's there for the university. Why wouldn't they... If you're Noel, I don't know that you want to be going to the person who Felicity and Ben have gone to in the past. Like that just feels like start fresh, you know, like find somebody with none of the baggage. I don't know. Um, I mean, if she's a good therapist, she shouldn't have any baggage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, So Felicity wakes up in her room. Ben's getting dressed to leave. Yep as we all probably saw coming ben's like yeah this was a mistake i um thought i could forget about things but i can't (laughs) i like that we both have exactly when the music comes in (laughs) um I love you. You know, if this had happened a year ago, I would have understood and felt like I deserved it, but I don't, I don't deserve it. That is a heartbreaking sentence for him Uh, to have said. Um, On the one hand, I think it's great that he doesn't feel this way anymore, but I also think like her sleeping with Noel wasn't about him. And so he's right. He he doesn't deserve it. He shouldn't have understood it a year ago. Um, and I still don't think he understands it now because she can't say what the truth is again, right? 
Noel's in the drawer. <laughs> right. Like she can't say that. Um, so yeah, you know, um, she says, I know, I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, him articulating, I don't deserve it. I still think there's this sort of tension that he feels, even though we saw this last episode, but we didn't see it this episode with his mom coming back into town with his mom being around his dad. Um, it's not the last we've seen of his mom or his dad. Uh, so that's, you know, in theory, that's still kind of happening in the background here. This idea that like, okay, his mom and dad are getting back together. Is that a good or a bad thing? Am I happy about that? Or am I feeling like that's a really sad story? You know, like, is, is this, a, is this a story of forgiveness and love conquering all, or is this a story of a woman who's been abused by her husband continuing to go back to her husband? And her I think hus- you know, he's like- in the second camp. And I, this is what I was saying last time about he needs to be able to separate his relationship with Felicity from his mother's relationship with his father. Yeah. And, and, you know, we haven't seen that in this episode, so maybe it's unfair for me to place that onto this speech, but I think, I feel like it's gotta be there a little bit because I think he's torn between this. I'm supposed to be forgiving Felicity. That's like the, the thing I should be doing. Um, I, I, I wish I had the strength to figure out how to forgive Felicity like I'm supposed to do versus this was a mistake. You did a thing that hurt me and I don't deserve to be hurt like that. And like, I just feel like this, there's this push and pull between what he is actually mm-hmm. supposed to be doing, let alone what he wants Thanks. to do. Cause I think what he wants to do is get back together with her. I mean, I think the very fact that he felt drawn to her um, enough to get sucked back in and like sit down beside her for five minutes that turned into a lot longer than that at least, um, an hour. At least you know and then they then they fell asleep so I don't know like I like a, he obviously he feels drawn to her and if he, this says is, he loves her yeah if it was just about what he wanted then probably he'd be getting back together with her but i think there's this whole like ethical dispute that's happening for him right now well i also think there's there's what you want and then there's what what you can actually handle and i agree with what you said earlier about he's not ready and you know felicity's response is i know but not taking responsibility, not saying you never would have deserved me cheating on you. Like you were still a good and deserving person a year ago. Like to me, I'm like, how are you like, how is that not on the top of, (laughs) you know, I guess it's a nod to Avery, you know, um, I guess it's a nod Mm -hmm. to, uh, rewind to the fight that they all had with Noel and Avery and Felicity and Ben in the lot in the main room of the loft, where Avery's smiling to herself and cackling with glee, and Noel's like, "You had, you know, you slept with Avery, and actually, that's not what happened." Or you know, like, uh, yeah, you, you know, and I okay, think- I didn't really think about the the Avery of it all. I was thinking more that he felt like 
you know, he didn't have direction. He didn't deserve felicity, but now he's got direction and he's, you know, he, he did all of that stuff earlier to kind of improve himself to get back together with her. And like, he still feels like he wasn't good enough then, but he's done the work to be good enough now Mm -hmm. when, I mean, if it's just about Avery, then I understand. Maybe that's what they were referencing here. I don't know. I mean, I think even in that situation, you know, he finds Noel's breakup kit. He's like, what is this? A breakup kit? What's going on here? Um, I don't know that how lean he really would have been in that situation had Felicity been with Noel then. Um, But I think he's trying to say now, like, I guess I could have at least understood what would have prompted you. Like I would have actually done something that was hurting you where you would have wanted to do this. Um, Yeah. I don't know. he He does say, I'll call you. So it's not like, all right, this was a mistake. Now I'm going to go back to never talking to you again. I mean, there, I mean, I felt like it was a little weird that Mm -hmm. he said, I'll call you. I mean, what does that mean? They're friends now? I don't know. I think this reminded me of, of season, end of season one, where Julie's like, you know what? Don't call me. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a bitchy way. I just mean, I don't want to look forward to a phone call as awkward as this. Um, Because they were so awkward in person when she went back to get her stuff. So I, I don't know. Maybe he's just 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 what he says. Yeah. And uh, it's the Chandler effect when he always says, let's do it again. And then he will like never call the woman again. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. But but there's obviously a lot more going on between Ben and Felicity here. So it's it's, who's to say, but he's going to leave. Felicity is going to lay back down and it's going to be oh so sad. Yeah, that's what I put. Felicity sadly lies in bed. Yeah. On what looks like a really comfortable comforter. I mean, oh. it looked really comfy. Nice. Well, Fish. Yes. Tell me, do you have a you're the worst for this one? I do, and I don't think you're going to like it. Uh-oh. All <laughs> right. So <laughs> let's let's get into it. Into our you're the worst segment. Yeah, so, Elena, you're the worst. You made some mistakes. Your first mistake was taking advice from Megan. Your second mistake was being so obvious about it and doing it in front of Sean. And your third mistake was not vetting the questions. Testing someone to see if they're smart enough for you is bad enough. But on Thanksgiving, really? You may have the higher IQ, but he clearly has a much higher EQ. You are lucky that he is so forgiving. You made him grovel. He forgave you right away. This is a very good quality and one you need because this is not the first time that you've been the worst. Elena, you're the worst. 
Well, yep. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I have not made Melissa happy, I but mean, you know what? Last time we agreed. No, I mean, I don't think Elena's being kind to do this. I think if she thinks that Trevor's not good enough for her, then that is her answer. And she should not be playing these games. Um, I also think to ever say someone's not good enough for you. Sure. Sure. And if you think that that's your answer, you know, like that's just your answer. Like but there's also, no if working you ever on somebody, think, there's no, no, but if you ever think someone isn't good enough for you, you may think that they're not a good fit, mm-hmm. but to think that they're not good enough for you, I think automatically means you're not good enough for them because come on, okay. that should never be a thought. Everyone's different. Everyone has their good qualities and their bad qualities and no one is worth more than someone else. Sure. So, I mean, we're agreeing on this point. Like, I, I think it's all the different ways that you can look at it. And, you, you know, it's it's already signaling a problem, maybe more than one problem. And that's the answer. You know, like, it's just why I'm play hoping. games like this? And like, what's what's the end result of it, really? You know, well, I was hoping in the last scene that what they were hinting at was she was going to feel differently and understand that maybe it wasn't all about grades and facts and IQ and whatever. I think so. I don't think that we had that direction. Like a little bit of personal growth on that side, maybe a little bit. I don't think that that's where her story heads or his. That's um, Yeah. I think this is just like a sort of like full housey and sort of like put your arm around your shoulder kind of like thing where it's just like, let's have a nice speech at the end. Um, But I don't (laughs) think that this is going to be like, we're now going to chart this being this great relationship. I think Um, I'm trying to remember, I remember more Trevor scenes, but I remember Trevor scenes with Ben. Mm. I never saw this as like a, you know, a great Tracy type love, but I definitely could see Alina getting some personal growth out of it. Oh, not really. Well, I don't, um, <laughs> don't, don't think so. Dash um, my hopes and dreams. It's yeah. fine. I'm used well, to it. Um, you know, oftentimes this is our opportunity where we do our favorite segment, the after you listen to this tape, you have to erase it segment where Yay. we bring in listener feedback. But you know, we are a couple episodes ahead here and we, we don't really have anything specifically tied to this episode. Oh, no. Some stuff that's a little too, um, just a little bit too far ahead where it's a little too spoilery for today. So sadness. And while I'm not afraid of spoilers, um, all in their <laughs> due time, you know? I mean, you said next few episodes, you're just going to spoil the rest of the season for me. Pretty much. I mean, like a major plot line. Yeah, I um, we're getting very close. So uh, I can't remember how many episodes it's going to take before I can get there, but it's close. So, uh, Fish, it's time for you and I to rate the episode. And last time you went went first. first. So I will. So I I. I have lots of options that I didn't want to do, but I decided to rate this one in stuffings with raisins, partly because I wanted to say stuffings, (laughs) um, because there's multiple stuffings. Okay. 
Uh -huh. uh, stuffings with raisins. Uh, I'm going to give this one a 7.5 out of 10. Because I think there's stuff that's really good in this episode. Like, I do think that the Lauren and Felicity and Ben stuff is really good. Um, I I think the Noel stuff is weird. Mm. But I guess I see a function for something so bizarre to happen that Ryan would be like, man, get a hold of yourself. Um, like, Noel needs to to really understand that he he's not okay <laughs> you know like he he needs to have something jarring enough to happen that like he he would actually go get help and that somebody would tell him to so i think it's a weird thing that he like meets this woman at a bar and gets robbed on thanksgiving but i <laughs> i guess good for him you know like he needed this um I, so a little bit, that's too weird for me, but mostly what this episode gets dinged for is everything about Trevor's plot line, Trevor and Elena, the test, um, and the piano music. Like, yeah, it's just enough's enough with the piano music, but it's not, they will continue to use the piano music. Um, Mm -hmm so many times uh it's just not good it's not good it's not a good song <laughs> it's not it's really not <laughs> and they're using it in this very all-purpose way they can put it behind any character at any time for any reason and it's like i don't i don't get it um and there have been shows like i know lost for example i might have said this before lost the composer on that show composed like uh theme music for each character where when you'd see certain scenes with that character you might hear this music underpinning it but they have not been using this music consistently to resemble that they just use it whenever they feel like using it so i don't know what to tell you um so those are my those are my things i just unfortunately don't understand the value of putting Elena with Trevor. Um, I don't see chemistry between those actors. And for everything that you want to see in terms of growth coming from this, I don't think they go there. So I I think it's just like, I don't know where we're headed. And I don't know, I, I think this is a continuation of the problems that I've seen with how they write for Elena. Uh, they don't know what they're doing with Elena. There have been very few times in the show. Now, looking back across four seasons, there have been very few times with this show that I thought they fully understood what they wanted to do with Elena as a character. Mm-hmm. And um, most of the times when I did feel they understood were with Tracy. Yeah. You know, and I guess, I guess McGrath, like that was a major thing that had multiple different types of ramifications for Elena. Those are to me her two major things. I would maybe as a third thing, throw Blair into that. Um, He was only around for a little. Um, But also with that, it was a little sloppy. You bring in her best friend who's now transferred to this school. 
and she you can't figure out whether her name is Tara or Tara. Can't decide how to pronounce her name. She she sleeps with this guy, and then she's never at school again. Um, so it's just it was just so uh, you know it was it was kind of sloppy because they had only hired those actors for so many episodes. And um, so that it's kind of an honorable mention, but I think if you're going to look at the absolute strongest Elena storylines, regardless of how you feel about them, we're looking at like McGrath and we're looking at everything around Tracy and as a character standing alone, they just don't know what to do. I don't know. I mean, not many of the characters really stay alone yeah you know yeah it's a show about relationships sure is it sure is but i don't know i think i i think there was stuff to explore about her academic world that they never did unless it was yeah. in the context of tracy or deforest you know or mcgrath mm-hmm. so i don't know i think it's a shame but I'll go 7.5 out of 10 stuffings with raisins. Nice. Um, so, you know, sometimes there's just that, that extra thing about an episode or a person or whatever that hit that, you know, makes you say, I'm giving it an 11 out of 10. Right. And that happened last episode. Right. This there's not much that I don't like about this episode, but it didn't have that. So we're starting, you know, at like the highest it could get as a 10 out of 10. Um, and it does get dinged for the music. My goodness. And for, you know, reusing this potion and hex thing. I mean, thank goodness it like wasn't the only reason and there was no nutmeg breathed in and all of that so it doesn't get that dinged for it but i liked all of the you know noel and his brother moments and how they're starting to deal with mental health and you know we know how i feel about the decorations um and I don't know what's going to happen with Javier and Samuel, like if this actually is a thing or not. But I'm interested to find out. I'm certainly glad that Tacky and Gammy weren't there, even though maybe those are not what Megan called them. Um, And as I've made clear, I enjoy this stuff between Elena and Trevor. I think it's really unfortunate if they don't continue it. That makes me sad. Um... I think it makes complete sense that the Ben would bring Lauren. I don't know if I 100% agree that Lauren would go. I guess that that's the part. Once she finds out it's his ex's place, I kind of feel like she would have pulled out. Um, so I, I feel like that was a bit of a stretch for me. Mm-hmm. But I understand why they did it. Um, I really like the speeches that Ben gave and the uh uh-huh from Javier. Um, Yeah, as I said, there's just, there's not that much to actually ding it. The the test was stupid. Fair enough. That was stupid. I didn't enjoy that. 
I don't think Elena would be that stupid. I don't think she would like give that test and think it has anything to do with her relationship. But you know what? We also saw her look at like breast enlargement and, you know, sometimes they just give Elena stuff that isn't Elena. Um, you know, I'm hopeful to see what happens about Noel. I'm a little worried about Felicity. Um, this has got to really be a kick in the gut for her, you know, at the end of this. So I don't know where she's going. And then we still have left over, um, you know, what's going to happen with Zoe and, and her mental health state. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm interested. They've, they have piqued my interest. But it gets a major dinging for the music and the test. And yeah, I mean, I'll give it an eight out of 10. I mean, it, oof, that music, uh, that was rough. All right. So it's Um, eight out of 10 gloves. Yes. And 7.5 out of 10 stuffings with raisins. And the trend continues of me rating it lower this season. Yeah. Not by much this time, but still happened. Let me tell you, that music really, really gets on my nerves. Yeah. Well, (laughs) just keep settling in because it's going to stay. Yeah. Um, All right. Listeners, we want to hear what your thoughts are. So send us your feedback, your Felicity fan art. What do you think about Trevor and Elena? What do you think about, I don't know. What do you think about Lauren? What do you think about everybody? What do you think about Javier and Samuel just breaking up every week? Um, I don't do know. you enjoy mommy cameos? Yeah, all that. I think I think the answer to that is a resounding yes. We've had yes. quite yeah. a bit of positive mommy feedback in the past, but but we want to hear more is what we want. So write to us at the Melissafish at gmail.com. Melissa with one L, two S's, the Melissafish at gmail.com. Also, you can get into the conversation. Hear what the people are saying. Be part of it on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And if you want to know when we drop new episodes of the podcast, we send out a newsletter whenever we do. So you can sign up for that to wherever you're listening to this podcast, check your show notes and the link is there. And while you're doing it, if you can review, if you can rate or review this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, that would be a great fun thing to do. We love it when that happens and it helps more people find the show. So fish, the mm-hmm. next episode is called moving on. What do you think Ooh. that episode is about? Well, maybe the Javier Samuel thing is real. Um, I think that definitely could be part of it. I think Ben and Felicity are not together. So um, maybe Ben or Felicity tried to move on. I, I don't know which way Felicity is going to go, whether she's going to like also sink into depression or whether, you know, Megan and Elena are going to try to like get her out and, and like 
dating or something like that. Um, Noel also has to move on, but my guess is he's going to do it through therapy, given that he just asked for a referral. So I think it's mostly going to be about Javier and either Ben or Felicity. And I'm just going to put this out there. I really, really hope that the arc of Lauren's new story is not that she starts dating Ben because that would be super weird and not fitting with what she's doing now. And if the two of them start dating, it's, yeah, that's just not going to be a plot line that I enjoy. Okay. Well, all right. Those are the predictions. That's, that's what you predicted. It you is. Predicted that. That's what I predicted. Congra- congratulations. Your predictions. Thank happened. you. Um, okay. So we're just going to have to see next time. Anything else you wanted to say about this one, Fish? I mean, I am going to continue to say good things about Trevor, unless I don't think there are good things to say, at which point I will continue to be harsh on him. I don't think it's just because I'm a Christopher Gorham fan. I just don't know you'll have a lot of content to talk about with him. Ah, well I'm, then. I'm looking at like I future synopses and I just don't. <laughs> so this was it. <laughs> no, it was, this isn't it. Um, but I'm trying to think of Trevor Elena scenes and any scenes that I'm thinking of in the future with him or with Ben. So I'm not, I could just be forgetting about some stuff, but um or blocking it out on purpose. This like, isn't no. necessarily like it's not a content heavy relationship, but what do they do with Elena? Um, <laughs> she just disappears. I I'm I'm really like struggling to think of what they're what's still to come for Elena. Um okay, well hopefully that'll become abundantly clear to us very soon uh because it's it's not even really fair to look at the episode descriptions because how often do they not mention elena anyway so um all the freaking time yeah all the freaking time and sometimes the thing that they say isn't even a thing that happened in the episode so that that's a thing um yeah yeah so okay moving on is what (laughs) we're covering next until next time fish don't hook up with ben while i'm gone I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.